1: hey what's up everybody this is Charles Sabansi from the dreamers pro show and we want to welcome you guys to the dreamers pro podcast where we cover everything from sports hot topics classic debates entertainment and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them now let's get started with the first topic of today's show LeBron and his team have been making some news this week because of some comments That Rich Paul made when he went on the Gilbert Arenas podcast. This was something that was discussed by all media outlets. I saw the Odd Couple talk about it. I saw ESPN first take talk about it. I saw uh, uh, what is it Undisputed? The new Undisputed talk about it. Of course, when we talk about it, oh my God! You know these guys. They need you know they need to talk about this because they need you know they they (laughs) they need to keep the, the 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 bills paid or whatever it is. But whenever we whenever whenever that's what they say about us. But whenever they talk about it. No one, no, no one says a mumbling uh, word about it, which is, which is pretty, pretty interesting. It's, it's quite interesting how this hypocrisy works, right? They do it because it's fun, but we do it because we need to. So they're doing it because of what? It's just fun. They're not, they're not making any money off of it. Okay, keep telling yourself that. So anyway, Rich Paul goes on Gilbert Arenas' show, and he starts to talk about a bunch of different things. He talks about the business of the NBA um how contracts work and all of those things and then it gets to the part where they bring up michael which is interesting to me how these guys are always bringing up michael jordan michael jordan says nothing about these dudes he says nothing about these dudes but these dudes always are talking about mj always find a way to talk about m they always find a way always so they start talking about mj and then rich paul goes into his old spiel about you know, why he thinks LeBron is this and, you know, this and that and this and this. And he's, he's, he's saying he's his various uh, different things. And after that interview finished and we produced some shows yesterday. After we, had, after we were done producing our shows, I was just sitting back thinking to myself, you know, and I noticed something that I want to share with you guys. Here's what I noticed. I have I have. I have yet to hear LeBron or his camp give any credit to the players that helped him get where he is today. I've yet to hear it. It's something that I noticed. Yesterday, this thought occurred to me, and the thought was this. LeBron fans say MJ needs Scotty as a way to try to bring Michael Jordan down. That's why they say that. But then they put uh LeBron's teammates down as a way to prop him up. This is something very interesting. They use LeBron's teammates as a clutch against him, crutch against him. Oh, you know, he, you know, they were they were no good. But in the case of MJ, they were great. So therefore, MJ's not as good as you really think he is. He's not as good as you really as good as you guys think he is. And LeBron is even way better than you guys understand. This has been a tactic of theirs. And some of you guys may be asking, what prompted this thought? Well, while Rich Paul was talking, he brought up the aspect of LeBron's um um or the effect that the Miami Heat had on LeBron James's career. And as he, as he was talking, he was basically saying, let's not get it twisted. They didn't really do anything for LeBron. LeBron already had it figured out. And if it wasn't for LeBron, they essentially wouldn't have won anything. And I was absolutely floored by his statements because There seemed to be no appreciation for all of the people that were involved that helped LeBron get to where he is. Something Stephen A. Smith has chronicled over and over and over. And I want to get into his comments here today. But before we get into that, uh, this show is sponsored by our brand new sponsor, Factor Meals, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store. Pick out fresh ingredients and come back home and cook healthy delicious meals sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that which isn't really ideal and this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with factor meals factor meals is america's number one ready to eat meal kit you can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes. Then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy so for example this week i think i'm going to go with the italian herb chicken what i love is that under every single meal you can see if it's a calorie conscious option for example this meal i just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal which is around 550 calories or less per serving and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving so if you want to give it a try click the link in the description below or head over to factormealscom dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50 percent off and remember when you try factor meals by using the link in the description below remember that you're supporting this channel thank you so what we want to do is we want to play what rich paul had to say here it's not very long and then we're going to come back and continue off the show
0: take a listen what rich paul had to say here the, the narrative of okay well I, you know he went to miami And, you know, they made them this way. What? Now, what what did help was infrastructure, consistency, professionalism, which LeBron always had. That's no question about that. But I'm saying overall from a culture perspective, right? Organization. Organization, which was all great. But to create this narrative of, he needed somebody and they, you know, no, it's a shared need. Because mm-hmm. if I don't go there. They don't win. What are you talking about? <laughs> you, you, you get what I'm saying? Now, that's not coming. If, if you ask anybody in the heat organization, at least me, they, they'll tell you how much they appreciate it, still appreciate it. You get what I'm saying? But the narrative from the media perspective was something totally, totally different. So when you just get into that goat conversation, and I always say this, comparisons are the thief of joy. But Michael's a GOAT, no question about it. But LJ's a GOAT as well. He came in, $100 million contract. Think people like that? There hasn't been one since, and it won't be one. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a good segue for you, Joe. It won't be one. You feel what I'm saying? Because shoe deals ain't what they used to be. But I'm just saying, when you talk about all the teammates around them that got paid, all the coaches that got paid, all the Lance Blanks, Chris Grant, Danny Ferry... Um, you know, Wes Wilcox was there, he's a GM. Yep. You know, when you, when you just really break down oh, the, the impact, impact mm-hmm. right, how could you say that this man is not a GOAT? It doesn't even make sense. It's a different conversation. And when you talk about ratings, driving viewership. Jerseys. We know why you're having a conversation. Sometimes it'd be topics like, ain't hey, even worth talking about, why y'all even talking about this? But it's ratings. We get it. It's a business. I Understand that. But I'm not gonna sit here and and just say what you think I want to hear. Which you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation about it, and I will have a conversation about it. So
2: isn't so? But isn't infrastructure and everything that you said about Miami isn't that like? In, but that's like one of the biggest things for all of us, I think. Like, like with that, because I feel like even with you being an agent, your infrastructure yeah. and your consistency and everything is like the reason yeah, why players can, come and things I, like that. So that is like one of the biggest things too.
0: Yeah, I, I think that. I think that, you know, having the consistency. You know, Pat's been there forever. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy Ellsberg, who is unbelievable, been there forever. Yeah. Adam Simon, now there, been there. Spose, been there. Mm-hmm. Came through the ranks. That was, that was extremely valuable yeah. to a guy like LJ coming there because they wanna win. Mm-hmm. They wanna win mm-hmm. and they wanna win the right way, yeah. right? But it's not like he had to be babysat or handheld. You know, I'm yeah. just like, let's just fix the narrative. Yeah. I'm not discrediting yeah. because Miami is, if I have a player coming out in the draft, if you can choose it, obviously, especially if you know they need. San Antonio's always a great place to go. Miami's always a great place to go. You know, Sam Prest has done a great job in OKC. I'm talking about in terms mm-hmm. of just developing and getting the guy ready for yeah. the rest of his career. It's a great starting point in the league for those reasons. But I just like to get rid of that it's whole. It's not for everybody. Do you yeah. think that was the turning point? It's not for everybody.
2: That Miami. Do you think that was the turning point, or do you think when he came back to Cleveland,
0: like he became like? No, I think. She, I think. 07, taking Eric Snow and Elgalskis and Sasha Pavlovich to the yeah, finals. To the finals the first time. The point. Point. That yeah, team was I think, trash. I think Storm, <laughs> I'm not going to say all I'm I not mean, saying that. I mean, they wasn't like, that trash, was but they wasn't, yeah. cherry, no, I'm they just wasn't saying,
2: going to the championship. At 22
0: hood. years of age, he took the team to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. Right? As yeah. the underdog. Always been the underdog. Mm-hmm. Every finals he ever played outside of 2012 and maybe 2011 was the underdog. So you heard what Rich
1: Paul had to say uh, there. He said a few things that I want to address. He spoke about the fact that LeBron didn't really need the heat like that. Um, You know, and if he didn't go there, they wouldn't have won anything. That's what he said. LeBron went to the Miami Heat in the summer of 2010 that's when he joined the Miami Heat. Let me tell you what was happening with the Miami Heat before LeBron joined the Miami Heat, the organization. In 2009, the Heat had a 47 and 35 record and they were a playoff team. They lost in the playoffs, but they were a playoff team. In 2008, they had a 49, excuse me, 43 and 29 regular season record and they also made the playoffs and they lost that year. In 2007, the Heat had the worst record in the NBA with a 15 and 67 record. And I think the team was plagued with injuries and Dwayne Wade only played 51 games that year, that season. In 2006, the Heat had a record of 44 and 38 and they were a playoff team. In 2005, they had a 52, uh, I forgot their record was like 52 and something. And they actually ended up winning the nba championship that year four out of the five seasons before lebron joined the miami heat they were a playoff team d wade was already a finals mvp now let's look at some of dwayne wade's numbers because dwayne wade i think is being lost in the in 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 the in the sauce here dwayne wade in the year 2008-2009 that's the season before uh LeBron joined him he averaged 30 points per game and he led the league in scoring right the year before that he averaged 24.6 points per game he averaged what what did he average that year 0.7 in blocks the year before that he averaged 27.4 points per game the year before that he averaged 27.2 points per game the 04-05 season he averaged 24 points per game At that current time in the NBA, Dwayne Wade was in the discussion of being a top three player, top five player. You're talking about D Wade. You're talking about Kobe. You're talking about LeBron. You may throw in Tim Duncan. You may throw in Kevin Garnett. These guys, he was there. He was there. Before LeBron got to the heat, LeBron wasn't known as a closer. That's what Kobe was. If you follow the league, everyone knew that the greatest close in the NBA was Kobe Bryant was Kobe Bryant but back to D-Wade had LeBron not joined D-Wade and understood how to close games and D-Wade did all of those things LeBron would have still been floundering in Cleveland, he would have probably won one championship but I don't see it going beyond that and in the midst of all of this I'm beginning to notice a pattern between not just LeBron but his camp A lot of people were infuriated. Not me. I didn't produce a show about it. I didn't really care. But a lot of people were asking the question, why didn't LeBron attend Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame enrichment uh, ceremony? Why didn't he attend? Everybody brought up this point. Everyone. I quietly watched in the back. I was looking at what LeBron supporters were saying. Oh, his his son was going through as if they're there these people are crazy oh he was son. they're not even there they're just talking a lot of people ask why didn't he go there all he got was a tweet or a video that's all Dwayne Wade got that's all D Wade got where in what Rich Paul was saying where did you hear any gratitude towards LeBron's former teammates where did you hear it did you hear how they were talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers they drug they dragged the team This is how the LeBron James camp refers to the teammates he's played with. They're always liabilities to him. That's that's how they're always described. Before we go, I want to give you guys a comparison. I want you guys to take a listen to how Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan talked about teammates that helped them win championships versus what you just heard. Take a listen to Kobe talking about Pau Gasol and take a listen to Michael Jordan talk about Scottie Pippen. Take a listen to that.
2: I thought it was its silly. I thought it was really silly. I mean, I, and I felt bad for him going through all that stuff. That's why I defended him so much. But, you know, it's, uh, I, I think the city of L.A. Um, didn't really appreciate what he did and what we had. And so as a consequence, everybody kind of fell in line with the Mike D'Antoni right of Small ball, and also the bullshit. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, you know, for a guy that has two championships, to be treated that way is not... Kobe, looking back on it, when Powell hopefully gets the Hall of Fame, will you feel some pride in having him out in that? Oh, of course. Of course, Powell's one of the best post players of all time. fantastic player. He's already certified in your book. To me, is absolutely, right. absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing. You. Can you tell me a little bit about Scottie Pippen, and how that whole uh, relationship evolved, and how you pushed Scotty Pippen? Ah, uh, well, not just push Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen pushed me. I mean, it was this big brother, little brother scenario. I knew the hard work that it took to get to that level. And if we wanted to get from point A to point B to point Z, then I'm gonna have to pull this guy along. We're gonna have to find a way to coexist. We're gonna have to find a way to challenge each other. To come and trap, and then go. Scotty, if you're there, you go. So, you know, it was that, me pulling him along. Come on, man, let's go. Where are you going? I'm ready. Let's you, go. You hear that? Come on. No, come on, I miss out on this. No, that's so, entertainment. 145. <laughs> you <getting> <laughs> to where, okay, if you're going to play this game, you're going to have to get it like this. Just, you could have just been around. I thought when I saw you fake, you thought that someone came over. Carl Malone was at the top doing this. Okay. And the next thing you know, is a tandem
0: it's a three-on-one with only best back and Pippin slams it in his face
2: i don't think you're gonna have two players like that ever again that grew and became more successful together and success started to you know circle themselves around the two of them
1: so you heard those two gentlemen that folks is what you call appreciation in the midst of all of this it's been nothing but disrespect. I will bring up another point. If you listen to what Kobe Bryant said, he said, when Paul Gasol was involved in all of those trade rumors, he was constantly coming up there to defend Paul Gasol, and I remember him doing that. And he thought it was unfair for Paul. Let me ask you guys a question. When did you hear LeBron ever say any nice thing about Russell Westbrook, apart from the fact where he said, oh, uh, uh, you guys in the Russell Westbrook moment right now, apart from that. Let me ask y'all a question. Y'all think it was just by happenstance that all of those negative reports are coming about about coming out about Russell Westbrook? Let me figure it out. What about AD? What about AD? Between Jordan and Kobe, when they were failing throughout their careers, who was their scapegoat? Who was Kobe's and Jordan's scapegoats? Who's Kobe's scapegoats? Lamar Odom? Karan Butler? Andrew Bynum? Who are their scapegoats? That whenever Kobe failed, it was somebody else's fault. Who were they? Who were these people? Because from what I remember, whenever Kobe failed, it's because Kobe failed and he wasn't good enough and he was a ball hog and he was a chuck. When MJ couldn't win, all he does is fly through the air, dunk the ball. He's athletic like like Dr. J, but he can't win. He can't win anything. He can't win like Larry. He can't win like Magic. Who were Jordan's scapegoats? Who were his scapegoats? Who? Every team LeBron has gone to, he always has a scapegoat. Every single team from the beginning of time till today. It's either the coach, it's either this teammate, it's either that teammate. This goes all the way back to Miami. Oh, D-Wade is is, is his ankle. Oh, it's Chris Bosh. Then we go to Cleveland. Oh, Kyrie Irving has problems. Oh, Kevin Love can't play. We go to LA. Oh, it's all of the young guys. Get rid of all of them. Oh, it's Russell Westbrook. Oh, it's Anthony Davis. Oh, it's this guy. Oh, it's that guy. This is their way. Throw everything and everyone under the bus to elevate their king. And one day y'all gonna have to figure out Why you dudes refer to a man, a human being as a king? He's not a king. He's a human being like, but y'all worship people. One day y'all gonna figure that out because some of you guys worship people. Worship. Y'all ain't never heard me refer to no damn Michael Jordan as black. Jeez, I don't go that far with my, I don't do that. These are human beings. Some of y'all be taking this stuff way too, these are human beings. Y'all be doing some heavy idolatry. Some of y'all now if you're enjoying this show be sure to follow us on facebook at dreamers pro Official, instagram at dreamers pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show now let's continue to the next segment i don't even know how long the show is going to be because this is the first time in the history of this channel that we have had to produce a show like this you guys know that i'm a kobe bryant guy there aren't a lot of Kobe Bryant guys in the media. Um, There aren't really a lot of MJ guys in the media, although they're sprinkled out there. So we try to give Kobe the proper respect that we believe he deserves as one of the greatest players to ever play in the NBA. I'm one of the few people, but not few. I know there are a lot of people out there, but I'm one of the people talking sports that believe Kobe is one of the top three players. I Watching basketball over the last 20 years, I haven't seen a basketball player play, play, play better than that dude. I'm sorry. I, I just haven't. I was just watching some of his highlights the other day. I'm like, I can't even believe the shots he was made. I'm like, yo, bro, what are we, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Leading the league in scoring, making all first defense. There was some dweeb producing content the other day. Trying to tell me that, oh, Gilbert Arenas, trying to make an argument that Gilbert Arenas is on the level of Kobe. This, this is where we are. These guys are so out of it that some of them will tell you oh i played basketball for 550 years i coached all of these guys i was running clinics for red arback and i know so much about basketball and they'll tell you that they think oh man kevin Durant is one of the greatest players of all time he'll have like kevin Durant in the top 10 but then kevin Durant has kobe bryant in his top two but this guy is telling you that he knows basketball One of his favorite players is saying that Kobe Bryant is in his top two, but he's saying he knows basketball. And by saying that, it's like saying he knows more basketball than Katie. This is how ridiculous some of these people are. They can't even figure it out. So I took it upon myself to say, okay, let's find a way to kind of ensure that Kobe gets the proper respect and is just due. And by producing these Kobe videos, we get a lot of people coming to our channel to tell us, oh, Kobe ain't this, Kobe ain't that. And as I was listening to these comments over, the, I mean, reading these comments over the years, I quickly began to understand something. That a lot of these people that were talking about Kobe, for sure, the majority of them never saw Kobe Bryant play. Never amongst that if they did see kobe play they looked at his latter years they never saw him in his prime they don't they have no clue and whenever they hear all of these nba players rank kobe so high they're actually confused because they can't understand but he's not good i mean espn told me that i mean nick wright told me that i mean shannon sharp told me that so why are all of these players saying that he's good let me go look at the stat sheet And they go, look, well, he shot 45, 40-some percent from his career. So how can he be good? How can he be good? Let me ask you guys a question. Kevin Durant shoots a higher field goal percentage than Michael Jordan's career. Is he better than Michael Jordan? Let me ask you guys another question. LeBron shoots a higher field goal percentage than Michael Jordan. Is he better than Michael Jordan? Help me figure it out. But this is what they base their arguments off. And I knew that these guys didn't know anything. I was recently getting my hair cut um, probably two months ago or so. The guy that cuts my hair is a young guy. He's like 18 years old. And I'm telling him about a conversation I had with somebody. And he was surprised at the level of ignorance that the person was displaying because he's like, man, this person is ignorant. And he says something. He said, this is why I don't argue with people that like to talk about things they don't know anything about. That's what he said. 18-year-old dude. He said, This is why I don't argue with people that don't know anything about the subject they're talking about. He said, I try to avoid these people because it's just gonna lead you into frustration. Where is all of this going? I decided to conduct a social experiment. I told you we don't just be putting up polls for no reason. We put up a poll, we put up polls for a reason. And I said, I wanted to exhibit to the larger public. The sheer level of ignorance that I have to deal with every single day going through the comments, listening to some of these people come in here and feel like they're educating me on basketball about something. They talk about basketball like as if where they got the information from, I can't find it. These guys are reading stats, reading information online. Like as if they're the only ones that have access to this information, but they talk to you as if they're the ones creating the information and they're the only ones that can be arbiters of that information. I put up a poll on the channel. I even put up a story on our Instagram. I was that confounded by what I saw. The poll said this. This is the people that come to our channel every day to tell me, oh, I put up a poll. And I said, let me just prove a point to the audience. The poll said the following. Can we show the poll? Who said the phrase first? I will be taking my talents to in the NBA. We had LeBron as option one. We had Kobe as option two. We put up this poll about one hour ago. Do you guys know that in this poll, 61% of the people that voted said it was LeBron and 39% of the people said it was Kobe? I want you guys to just just think about what I just said for a seven, uh, second. 61% confidently voted that LeBron came up with the phrase I'll take my talents to South. He didn't realize without realizing Kobe Bryant said that in 1996. And these people are confidently voting. Confidently. These are the same people that will come and tell you, oh, oh, LeBron is way better than Kobe. They don't know a damn thing of what they speak of. So what we want to do is I want to play, we want to play the audio of Kobe in 1996. You can go Google it since you guys are master researchers. Of Kobe Bryant saying I'll be taking my talents to the NBA. Then I want you to listen to LeBron in 2009 or 10 whenever the hell it was when he said he's going to be taking his talents to South Beach. Take a listen to that there.
2: Uh, Kobe Bryant, have decided to take my talent to, uh... no, I have decided to skip college and
1: take my talent to the NBA. The answer to the question everybody wants to know. LeBron, what's your decision? Um, and this fall, man, this is, this is very tough. Um, And this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach and um, join the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. That was the conclusion you woke up with this morning. That was the conclusion I woke up with this morning. So you heard what they said. There you heard Kobe. There you heard LeBron. You could even hear Kobe's voice that he was a younger guy. You heard what he said. That was Kobe Bryant saying that in 1996. But nevertheless, these guys still confidently Confidently come to the channel and try to say otherwise. I got another point to either of these dudes. Anybody producing this LeBron content, I've seen most of your content, even people that direct content, I mean, videos towards us. I've seen your content. You guys can never win this argument with me. I've listened to the way you guys reason. You're reasoning with your emotions. You're shouting. You're screaming. You can't win this argument. These guys have said to themselves, oh, whenever you put up a poll, It's a Dreamers Pro channel. It's a Pro MJ channel. It's a Pro Jordan channel. So whenever you put up polls, it's all going to skew towards them. So explain that poll to me. Explain that poll to me. Let me do the uh, Shannon Sharp pencil drop, pen drop. Explain that poll to me. Since this is the anti-LeBron channel, explain that poll to me. If this is the uh, anti-LeBron channel, wouldn't it be in the inverse? These votes? What this poll should have read was 98% to Kobe. And about 2% should have been misinformed people. Instead, 61% of these people said that, which goes to show you why some of these fans are deluded. Because it goes back to what Rich Paul said on Gilbert Arenas' podcast. Talking about taking my talents, Like as if he was the first one that said that. And Gilbert Arenas and all of these guys know he wasn't the first person to say that, but they didn't even bother to check him. And say, hold up, but Kobe said that first. What would happen if you said that? He's not going to come on your show anymore? So what, are you a groupie? You running after dudes to be your friends? What's going on? Oh, he don't want to talk to me no more. And a dude get pissed off with me. I got my family. I got my media family and all of that. Why would I care? Especially when he's not adding anything to my bottom line. He ain't paying my bills. So why would I care? You, nobody in that room could have said, but hold up, Kobe said that. Nobody. Nobody. And then they just perpetuate this ignorance. And now you see it on the channel. This is the group that I'm arguing with every single day. Just imagine these guys want to tell me about who's better than who look at what the, these guys don't know anything these LeBron fans for you these are LeBron fans for you now some LeBron fans knew this but look at the rest just imagine what we're dealing with now if you're enjoying this show be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official Instagram at Dreamers Pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show Now, let's continue to the next segment. These people are trying to like bully people and have them feel the way that you feel. It ain't going to happen. Sorry. There are a few people out here that are going to stand on their position and you're not going to they're not going to be coerced or bullied into believing what you guys believe. You got enough people in the media twerking it up all over day. You got enough bum ass creators in the background creating content. Let them do it. But we're we're not we're, we're not interested in that. Why am I talking about this? Um. There's been a lot of discussion, foolish discussion, surrounding the greatness of Michael Jordan. There's been a lot of idiotic comments that have been made, uh, 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 embarrassing argument points that have been tried that that have that have been trotted out to basically say that so and so players on the level of Jordan, and the majority of us have been have been sent back laughing and asking ourselves the question, "What the hell is this? What the hell is this? What points were made?" And listen, MJ. is 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 literally dominating these guys' mentals to the point where every single opportunity they get they find a reason to talk about MJ. We hear the comment LeBron living rent free, Michael Jordan is living rent free in a lot of you dudes head. This dude is terrorizing you guys. A person that hasn't dribbled a basketball in over 20 years and he's still giving these dudes nightmares. A person that doesn't even talk on social media, just living his billionaire 3.8 billion dollar billionaire life. Is still giving you guys nightmares. Y'all are still taking shots at the th- throwing rocks at the throne. Still doing it. Trying to knock him off of his ghost status. Every single day. I have heard every single. I. Th- there's no ridiculous. I thought I had heard it all. Until I recently heard what Rich Paul said. The 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 debate has now degenerated into a social media conversation. We know we cannot challenge him on the basketball court. So now let's take it off the court. And let's talk about the influence social media had on both players, given the fact that Jordan didn't play in the social media er- uh, era then you got to ask yourself if Michael Jordan didn't play in the social media era why is he still by far the most popular basketball player in the world help me figure it out help me figure it out the 75th anniversary in Cleveland at the all-star game help me figure it out who got the biggest applause in Cleveland help me figure it out who was it was it the guy that's not even on social media was it the guy that was never on like the, the, we, we never even see post on so help me figure it out With all of this social media jibber-jabber, why is it the one that MJ is the one still moving the most units? Help me figure it out. For a guy that wasn't covered in the social media era, why does his shoes dominate the shoe market? Help me figure it out. These dudes are just talking. Rich Paul went up there and said, oh, well, you know, there's been no player that has gone on this... this (laughs) Cristiano Ronaldo Cristiano Ronaldo There's been no player in the last 20 years and when a... Have you heard of a man named Cristiano Ronaldo? Does he exist in your spectrum of reality? Help me figure it out. So he went up there and said all of that. And then I started thinking to myself. I said, but wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a point there's a point that I always bring up, but I've never really made, we've never really produced a show around it. And the point was this. You people keep saying that X, Y, and Z player is close to the level of Michael Jordan. Then why hasn't any of those players been able to 3 two times? Some of them y'all are bringing up hasn't even 3 one time. One time they haven't even three-peated. But nevertheless, you guys still make this sorry, sorry argument or try to make this sorry argument every single day of why this thing is close. And then I came across an article this morning from Sports SportsKeda which basically explained the three teams to win And then uh, three teams to 3 Pete in NBA history. There's only been three. But before we even get into that article, this video is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Factor Meals, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit if you're like me or anybody that works at dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very very busy person especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store pick out fresh ingredients and come back home and cook healthy delicious meals sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that which isn't really ideal and this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with factor meals factor meals is america's number one ready to eat meal kit you can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by factor meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy so for example this week i think i'm going to go with the italian herb chicken what i love is that under every single meal you can see if it's a calorie conscious option for example this meal i just chose is the dietitian approved calorie smart meal which is around 550 calories or less per serving and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving so if you want to give it a try click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off and remember when you try factor meals by using the link in the description below remember that you're supporting this channel thank you so let me get into this article here it says how many three-peats are there in nba history who has accomplished the rarest feat in basketball the NBA has had a long list of champions throughout history, cementing the team's uh, name as one of the best of their time. However, not all teams have been able to win multiple times, and there are even fewer teams that have won a title uh, three consecutive for three consecutive years, a rare feat. Winning an NBA championship is considered the best champ, uh, accomplishment a player can have. Once a team has won at least one championship, management will try their best to keep their core and win an, and win another title the following season. It usually becomes more difficult as teams try to reshape their roster uh, to prevent that from happening. In the history of the league, there have only been three teams that have won three straight titles. Within the three teams, there have been five separate occasions where a three-peat has occurred. Those teams were the Los Angeles Lakers, the Boston Celtics and the Chicago Bulls. During the early days of the league, the Lakers were located in Minneapolis. And from 1952 to 1954, they were the top team in the league, winning three straight titles led by George Minkin. They won against the New York Knicks back-to-back in the back-to-back years at and the syracuse nationals the boston celtics did the impossible by winning eight titles in a row from 1959 to 1966 led by the late great bill russell the celtics were an unstoppable force during that era and feared by most teams Michael Jordan led the Chicago Bulls to two separate three-peats. The first one was from 1991 to 1993, and the superstar retired shortly after Jordan, re- Jordan returned to playing basketball and added three more rings to his collection from 1996 to 1998. The Lakers are the most recent team to have won three uh, titles. Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant worked together to lead the iconic franchise to three straight titles from 2000 to, two, to, uh, to 2002. Those have been the three organizations. Let me, let, me, let me give you guys the reason why I have Jordan ahead of Bill Russell in this aspect. Because some people say uh, Bill Russell should be ahead of Jordan. To that, I say no way. Respectfully. Here's the reason. I believe what Jordan did was more impressive. During his Celtic run, Bill Russell had three top, top 75 teammates. When Jordan did it, he had two. And during his first three-peat, he had one. He had one. If we're just talking about titles and stuff. Now, if we're talking about individual players, I would also give the edge to Michael Jordan, although Bill Russell is arguably considered the greatest defensive player in NBA history. Of course, you have Hakeem Olajuwon and others up there. So you have that. And then, of course, you have the three-peat with Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant right so you have that now I want to take it a step further and explain to you why I think this is even more impressive let's look at all of the all-stars Michael Jordan played with throughout the course of his career in order to win those six championships and those two three-peats in the 15 years or let's say the 12 years that Jordan played with the Bulls. In 12 years, six championships, Michael Jordan only played with three all star players. Three. Horace Grant, who was a one time all star, Dennis Rodman, who I believe was a uh, three time all star, if I'm not mistaken, or two time all star. And Scottie Pippen, who was either a seven-time or a six-time All-Star or something like that. That's it. That's it. Those are all All-Stars uh, Jordan played with. To compare that, let's look at a player that a lot of people try to compare to Jordan. And let's look at the amount of help he's had throughout the course of his career. And I'm going to either you guys at the end of this point. Let me just list some of the all-stars LeBron has played with. Derrick Rose, Rajon Rondo, who he won the title with, Dwayne Wade, who he won a championship with, Chris Bosh, he won a title with him, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irvin, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, Ray Allen. These are all guys he won championships with. Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, Shaq, Ben Wallace, Brandon Ingram, Carlos Boozer. People are laughing at Carlos Boozer. They didn't even know he was an all-star. And he was part of those 50-win teams. With the Utah, peep, 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 well, the late the next video we have coming is going to show you the sheer ignorance of this group: Mo Williams, D'Angelo Russell, Marcus Saul, and Andre Drummond. Now, quick few points. Some people have said it's shameful that you brought up these these some of these guys because they were old and on their last leg. Hmm. What I've understood today is that these guys have zero knowledge of basketball. They just talk. The only research LeBron fans do. Is the research of LeBron? Period. They don't research any other any other player in the NBA. When Dennis Rodman joined the uh, what is it, the Chicago Bulls, he was about thirty five years old. In the nineteen ninety eight season, when they won that last championship, he was thirty seven years old. Thirty seven years old, three years from forty. Did that sound like a spring chicken to you? So when you guys want to bring me the argument of, well, Carmelo and these guys were old, what was Dennis Rodman? MJ was 35. I think Pippen was 33 or something like that at the time. It's important that I point that out because they're going to try to use that and say, oh, well, that's shameful because he was old. So, that, so what, 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 what were those guys? My final question is this. If you guys say that this thing is as close as it is, why hasn't your man been able to 3P not even one time? If he's on the same level as a player of Jordan, why hasn't he been able to three-peat? Do you know what they're going to say? Well, D-Way was injured. That's why they weren't able to do it. And I'm going to eat to you guys again. Let me ask you guys. For the for those of you who saw the last damn documentary, wasn't Scottie Pippen having back spasms in the NBA Finals? Help me figure it out. Wasn't Scottie Pippen having back spasms in the NBA Finals? And jordan was having a score in some cases half the points of his team help me figure it out was scotty pippen not having back spasms in the finals help me figure it out was dennis rodman not jumping from the 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 the, the chicago bulls chicago going to vegas they have to go track help me figure it out i'll close with this you dudes can never win this argument it's already lost You might as well just give up. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.